Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Welcome back to episode 55. We're going to talk about how to stop failing and start succeeding in weight loss. And uh, part of my voice, I sound worse than I feel, but I wanted to record this for you today. I don't want to delay and wait till my voice gets better. So we're going to go with it. I've just been really focused on following through with my goals that I set out for this year. And I just want to share with you yesterday, I went for a date day with my husband. We went skiing and it was like just the best thing. We had time like on our hour drive to and from the ski hill. And we just had got to talk without the kids there. And I, I will say like one thing we haven't been good at in our marriage so far is like really dedicating a weekly date night. And all the experts say like marriage in marriage, you should have a weekly date night. It's like, that is just not realistic for us right now. So my goal in 2023 is a monthly date day. And I just felt so good to have that time with him and to also like take an action step towards my bigger goal that I'm working towards in our marriage this year. So. I hope that you did the reflection work and you went and used the workbook from my podcast on setting your goals and you are working through that because it is a way of kind of putting your big vision into actionable steps. So I hope that's been helpful for you. I've been certainly working on that. And part of our day together, my husband is like so good at coming up with analogies and ways of thinking about things. And we were talking, of course, about my business. It's a big thing that he supports me in. And, you know, all of the women that I want to help. And this is what prompted today's podcast episode. So thank you to my husband. <laughs> we we talked about like, what is the definition of success in, in the women that I work with? And, and like, how do I stop help them to stop quote unquote feeling? So I want to share with you a couple examples of some of the women inside my program who are just living out success right now. Like I've just been so inspired on my coaching calls every week. I'm always like, okay, everyone needs to look for a win because we have to train our brain to see where we are making progress and where we're being successful because by nature, it's just so easy to be like, oh my gosh, like look at all the times that I failed this week. Look at where I messed up. Look at how far I have to go. So we have to train our brain to look for the wins. So one of my clients, she really wanted to increase her fitness and she was sharing how she started and all she could do with it was a 10 minute walk. She couldn't do more than that, but she committed to consistency and she built it, built up, went from 10 minutes to 20 minutes, then longer. And now she introduced running. She's now running 25 to 30 minutes on an incline, altering her pace. But here's the kicker. She's doing it consistently. Even when she's discouraged and she doesn't feel like it, she has developed the habit of consistency. And for me, like that, I think is the real win. Doing it when you don't feel like it and building that muscle of consistency like that is so powerful. I have another client who lost 55 pounds in this past year. And at one point she could not imagine not overeating this like bag of candies every day in the car after work. It was like her stress relief after her challenging day and like how she just dealt with her day was by eating this bag of candy. And then of course she'd feel terrible about it. And then she'd repeat the cycle and promise herself that she wouldn't do it. And you know how that goes. And now she has a bag of candy in her car and occasionally she'll have one, right? And she'll enjoy it mindfully. And then she'll put it away and she'll be satisfied. Like, can you imagine that? 
right? Going from like not being able to control yourself, feeling totally controlled by this candy to like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I'll have one if I feel like it and I'll eat it and I'll enjoy it maybe. And then I'll put it away, right? She has completely changed her story around the candy and the desire that she was creating in her mind about it through coaching. I have another client who for the first time ever enjoyed the holidays without gaining like 10 pounds. Actually, this is many of our clients went through the holidays and they were prepared and planned like, when is it worth it for me to indulge a bit more and have like my holiday favorites? And then when is it that I'm going to practice flexible restraint? And that's so empowering to be able to go in feeling like that, right? To be able to enjoy the holiday traditions with your family and friends without having to deal with like all the major repercussions in January and just be able to support yourself through that in a really helpful way. I have clients who are like um, learning how to enjoy social events without alcohol because in my program, it's not just about weight loss. We talk a lot about how are you coping with life? What are your like bigger goals in life beyond the scale? And, you know, for many women, the overeating is happening because we haven't learned skills to cope with life, right? So food becomes our coping strategy for so many different things. And we had a recent coaching call where we were talking about alcohol and what alcohol is being used to create. So the pleasure alcohol is being used to create, as well as what is being used to mask, right? The the social anxiety, maybe feeling awkward in a social setting. And, you know, the women who are in my program, they're like learning these skills to allow and make room for feeling uncomfortable. Like, how do I just make room for feeling anxiety in a social situation. How do I just open up to that without having to numb out and avoid feeling that with alcohol? And then, you know, so one of the women reported, like, I went to a holiday party and I just decided I wasn't going to drink that night. And I was like, how did that go? And she's like, I enjoyed it so much more. Right. And then I also enjoyed not feeling like crap the next day. That's a great feeling too. So I'm saying all of this because the women inside best weight are seeing success. Does that mean it's perfect? No. Like, obviously we have lots of coaching calls where it's, you know, how do we overcome setbacks? But the point is, it's not about perfection, right? It's how do you see real change in your life where it's not dieting, it's doing that inner work. It's mastering how you're thinking. It's getting to the root issues. It's learning the effective skills and tools. And I just want to offer that that is truly possible for you too. Now, let's start by talking about how to stop failing. Okay, so what is failing in weight loss? Failure might be, and it's going to be different for everyone, but failure might be you start on a diet and you're like all in for like three or four weeks and then you give up one day because you go off plan a little bit and you're like, screw it, I can't do this, right? Failure might be that you hit the gym every single day for a week and you're going for like 90 minutes every day at five o'clock in the morning. And then next week, you're just like so overwhelmed with this unrealistic goal you've set for yourself that you're just like, okay, never mind. I'm just going to skip it all together. Failure might be like you change your habits and you do lose some weight, but then you tell yourself the story of how it's not happening fast enough and this is never going to work. I can't do this. I only lost 10 pounds in the last two months. Like that's not enough. And then you quit. There are lots of different pictures of failure when it comes to weight loss. And I'm sure you can imagine your own story of failure. You want to start by looking at where you are failing right now. And the reason I want you to do that is because that way you can actually know what you need to work on. Is it that you need to work on consistency, right? So you know what you should be doing. You're just not doing it. Or you do it for a while, but then you kind of trail off for a few weeks. Is that where you're quote unquote failing? Is it in poor emotional management? You're eating because you're bored, you're stressed, you're anxious, you're upset, you're celebrating, and you want to have, you need to figure out how to stop the emotional eating. Is it in the mental beatdown, right? 
you have an offbeat day, you get out your mental beating stick and you tell yourself how much of a failure you are and how terrible you are and how you're inadequate and you're not measuring up and you just like beat yourself real hard in hopes that that'll change things, right? Can you identify with that? So are you failing in some of those areas? Now, why do I want you to consider this? Because most of you, most women, before they get to me, they just keep repeating the same solution they've always tried, right? It's the next diet. I need to strong arm myself into restricting harder. I need to count my calories in every single macro. That'll do it, right? That'll solve my problem. But if you actually take an inventory of where you're feeling, you're going to realize like dieting is never going to be the thing that solves those issues, right? Dieting does not solve for consistency. Tracking your calories on MyFitnessPal doesn't solve the desire to mindlessly snack at 9 p.m. at night. It just doesn't. It's like MyFitnessPal goes out the window after 8 p.m. And counting points certainly does not improve how you talk to yourself about your body or about food or about your ability to lose weight. So you actually need to be honest. Like, where are you feeling? And then you can figure out what you actually need to be working on. The second thing is to consider what are you making failure mean? And this is a really big one. What do you think failure means about you? Do you make it mean, I did this to myself. I'm not worthy. I can't do this. My body's broken. I'm not strong enough of a person, right? Is that the story that you internalize when you have a failure or a setback? Now, I looked up the definition of like, what is failure anyway? And here's one definition. The condition or fact of not having achieved the desired end, okay? It's non-performance of what was expected, or it's the action or state of not functioning. Okay. So we are, if you look at these definitions, like we are all failures at different times, we are all going to have days or times when we're not functioning optimally, when we are not going to eat totally on plan, where we fall short of what was expected of us, especially because we have these self-placed unrealistic expectations. So we actually need to redefine what failure means. I have said this before, but The only true way to fail is to quit. If you never give up, it doesn't matter how many quote-unquote failures or setbacks you have, that is not failure, that is just reality, right? That is growing, that's growth. If you have a failure and you keep going, you are going to grow and learn from each time. Because the reality is you're going to have setbacks, you're going to stand on the scale one day after working really hard all week, and it's going to be up instead of down. That is going to happen. But your response to that failure and I'm using air quotes, is what determines your outcome. If you make that scale mean nothing is working, then you're going to quit. You're going to give up. You're going to stop doing all the good health habits that you had implemented. And then you'll probably just gain more weight. And then, then you reinforce all the negative beliefs you have about yourself, that your body either can't lose weight because it's broken, or you can't lose weight because you don't have enough willpower. So I want you to consider, like, what are your thoughts and feelings toward failure? Are you making it mean I'm broken? Are you making it mean I can't do this? Because there's other ways of looking at it. Here's some other options, okay? Another way to think about failure. Failure is a learning opportunity. You've probably heard this said before, but we often learn more from our failures than we do from our successes, right? Failure means I'm one step closer to figuring this out with what will work. If you look at your failure objectively and you're like, okay, you know what? I tried this and this doesn't seem to be working. How can I tweak? And you just keep on doing these tweaks and you just consider it one big experiment, you will move forward. Maybe I really like this way of thinking about it. Failure is in the past and it doesn't mean anything about who I'm going to be or how I will behave moving forward. 
how powerful is that? Like how often are we allowing the past version of ourselves to define what is possible for our future and why, right? Our future is for us to create. So let us not be defined by setbacks or failures that we've had in the past. Let's just use those as an opportunity to grow and learn and evolve. So redefine failure. The third thing is that sometimes if you have repeated failure, it means that you need to get some outside help to succeed, right? You may need some outside perspective because you can't get there on your own because you keep kind of just doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. And the reason is because we all have blind spots, right? Sometimes we don't see where we're self-sabotaging. Sometimes we don't see where we're maybe being a little dishonest with ourselves with, you know, how consistent we are. Or we, we don't see that maybe we're focusing on something that isn't actually going to give us the results that we're wanting, right? Someone who's going to point out that you hating your body is actually not going to get you to take care of your body. I want you to think about like professional athletes because that's where it's like common and accepted that they have coaches, right? One of the things that coaches for professional athletes will sometimes do is they will film the athlete and then together they'll watch the video of their performance. Why? Because in the moment, that athlete, maybe they can't see that they just keep placing their left foot like a little too far over and that's affecting their ability to jump, right? So by having this coach who can show them like, oh, do you see that you keep putting your left foot there? Like, let's work on that form a little bit. To have that coach who can see their blind spots where they can't, they can help redirect them and guide them. That is what coaching is like for weight loss when it's done right. When I'm coaching women, so many times they can't see their blind spots and I come alongside and I can guide them to see because I have this outside perspective, right? And the expertise, I can help them. Like notice how your brain is like beating you up and focusing on everything you did wrong. And yet you're completely disregarding all of the progress you've made and like all the wins you've had this week. It's a big one that I coach women on. It's helping them to actually see where they're making progress because when you can't see that, If you continue discounting all of your positives, all of the progress that you're making and just focusing on how far you have to go or all the ways you failed, you will talk yourself out of successful weight loss, right? So that's a big one that I coach women on. Another example, I was coaching a woman last week and she had this like really important family event coming up and it was centered around food. And there was like, there was a specific reason that food was very important for this family event. She was really distressed because she wanted to participate in the event because her family was important but then she didn't want to compromise on her health goals. And her brain had given her two options and two options only. One was don't participate in the event and compromise on family values, or two, participate in the family event and overeat and feel terrible afterwards. Like those are the only options she could see. We call that dichotomous thinking, right? Black and white. And I just helped her to see like that she could actually go and enjoy the event and mindfully eat the food and then stop halfway and check in with her body and not overeat and not compromise her health goals or her family goals and just find that happy medium, right? So we were able to come up with how she could do that and why that was a possibility that her brain couldn't see before. I'm actually getting some coaching myself in different things in my life. I've had various different types of coaches and my husband gave this great analogy to me yesterday. He was like, it's like you are crossing this river and you wanna get to the other side. You can either find the supplies, to build a boat, take months to build the boat, and then row yourself to the other side, right? Or you can just find someone who already has a boat, get in, and you'll be there the next day, right? Like, which one do you want? And I really like that analogy because it really was like, oh my goodness, of course. Like, that's I'm like trying the hard route to, to do this on my own. But like, if I work with a coach 
who has the expertise and has the boat and can help me get to the other side, it's going to be way faster. And that's what it's like with weight loss. You can absolutely apply the tools and the mindset work that I teach on this podcast, and you can try to do it on your own. But if you want to expedite that process and acquire the skills and the tools that you need faster, then you may need a coach, right? You may need a guide to get you there. Having a coach is going to give you the shortcut to the results that you're wanting. Now, listen up for a moment, because here's the thing. The shortcut that I'm talking about does not mean the fastest possible weight loss results, right? The shortcut I'm referring to is the result of learning how to lose weight for the last time. If you want the fastest weight loss result, then go and find some program that's going to put you on a 600 calorie, super restrictive diet and give you injections of Lasix and B12 every week, and you will lose 50 pounds in four months, right? But you know what I'm talking about. That is possible. But the second that you stop and breathe, you will gain all the weight back and more, right? I know many of my clients have done that in the past. In my analogy, that is like building the boat as fast as possible, getting into it, getting to the middle of the river and then sinking because the boat is full of holes. And then going back and building the same boat, rowing out again and sinking again. Losing 30 pounds every January only to gain back 40 in the summer and then doing that every year for the next 10 years is not a faster way to lose weight. That's like the slowest possible way to lose weight, right? I don't want you to spend the next decade or two decades yo-yo dieting and weight cycling. So the shortcut I'm referring to is saving yourself years of yo-yo dieting and repeating that same calorie counting process you've done a billion times and just getting the help to do it right, right? Learning the right skills. So if you've had repeated failure, then you need outside help to be successful. Now, again, I'm not talking about buying some diet book or a detox from the pharmacy, right? Like what can I do to detox my liver so I can lose 10 pounds this week? I'm talking about getting the right guide who has the expertise to support you and what you're truly struggling with right? To figure out where are you failing? Is it the consistency? Is it the mental beatdowns? Is it the, the emotional regulation? And then work on those things, not the diet, the other stuff. Okay. Lastly, to create success, you need to redefine success. Now off the cuff, if I'm like, okay, what would be success in weight loss? You'd be like, well, you probably give me a number. If I lost 50 pounds, if I lost hundred pounds, right? You may think that success in weight loss is losing as much weight as possible. I hear this a lot on like discovery calls when we're in, when we're interviewing potential clients who want to work with us. I can tell right away if a woman is not right for my program when her biggest question is, how much weight can you guarantee that I'm going to lose? If that's her biggest question, I'm like, this is not going to be the right fit for us. I'm not the coach for you. Here's the thing. No one wants to lose a hundred pounds and spend the rest of her life waking up every day thinking about all the foods that she cannot eat right? You lose weight, but then spend your entire life focusing and obsessing about food and the scale in your body. That's not what you want, right? You want to lose weight and then stop obsessing about food. Stop thinking constantly, should I? Shouldn't I? I've been so good. I have calories left in my calorie allowance. I can make up for this tomorrow. I'll start my diet on Monday. Like you don't want to lose weight and have all of that. So your success can't be defined as not doing something, all right, if I'm not eating carbs today, then I'm successful. If I'm not going through the drive-through after work, then I'm successful, right? Like we have to redefine what is success because the more you focus on what you can't do, I can't overeat, I can't go to the drive-through, I can't snack at nighttime, the more pressure you're building up. I want you to imagine it's like a rubber band. The more you focus on not overeating, the more you're stretching this rubber band and the tension is building and building and building until it like breaks and slaps you in the face. That analogy is courtesy of my husband, by the way. (laughs) 
I have a client who shared a recent aha moment. She said she had these big aspirations in her life, but her day-to-day goal and her existence had essentially just become, don't gain weight today. Don't gain weight today. And she realized that she had given herself no possible way of getting from her daily goal to her long-term goal when her focus was just on like, don't gain weight today, right? And so then she used the goal-setting framework that I provided to set herself up with actions that actually aligned with the life that she wanted to create for herself. Okay, redefining success. Similarly, if your only definition of success is how much the scale is going to go down, you will create a life that is not enjoyable to live. Because you can diet yourself to death and make the scale go down, but you will likely be miserable. You'll likely be thinking about food all the time. You'll likely be feeling very deprived and thinking about everything you want to eat, but you can't eat. And eventually that rubber band will snap and you'll be like, screw it, this is way too hard and eat everything and gain the weight back, right? So is that what you really want? No. What you have to focus on instead is how am I choosing to honor myself? How am I choosing to fuel my body? How am I choosing to move my body so I can feel great? How am I creating a healthy body that allows me to enjoy the life that I want to live? The, the, strategy that I call that, and I label it in my program, it's called empowered choice. We want to learn to make empowered choice. No one will succeed at a goal if it includes the words, I'm not going to do something. So we got to drop that. Last night, I welcomed the women into my latest cohort in my program, and we went around and they each shared one thing that they're hoping to achieve in the next six months. And it was just such a breath air. I was like, these women get it. Not one of them gave me a number goal. No one was like, I want to lose 50 pounds. That's my goal, right? So they had learned already by understanding my philosophy and what we're about, they had redefined what success was. So here are some examples. I want to quiet the food chatter in my brain. I've tried everything. It's not sustainable. I want to do this the right way and improve my relationship with food. I want to be healthier and do my activities without aches and pains in my joints. I want to balance my eating so I'm not hungry all the time and feel well enough that I can do the community outreach that I enjoy. I want to actually be happy with my weight that I achieve by working on my mindset. I want to stop yo-yoing and learn to be consistent with my health goals. I want to stop being afraid of food and instead heal my relationship with food and my body. I want to stop using food as a reward and find another way to affirm myself. I want peace and freedom around food. All of these women have redefined success in weight loss beyond the scale. And when you do that, you will actually create more success in your life. It becomes not about doing whatever you can to move the needle in desperation, but doing the things that you can to create the life that you want. That's so much more powerful. My husband said it perfectly yesterday. He said to me, your program isn't really about best weight. It's more like best life. It's like, yes, yes, it is. All right. So we talked about how to stop failing, redefining what failure means, getting an expert to guide you. Now at the end of this process, what does success look like when you do all these things? As far as eating goes, it means eat foods that you enjoy in appropriate amounts by listening to your body's hunger and satiety cues without having to obsess over counting every calorie or weighing every ounce. It means that you aren't afraid of carbs or fat, that you have a relationship with food where you enjoy it and it fuels you and your body feels good after you eat. It means you are not always eating perfectly, but it doesn't mean you're never eating a donut again. It means that you find that balance of empowered choice. When is it worth it? When am I practicing flexible restraint? 
Success as it relates to your body means creating the healthiest version of your body. We call it your best weight, where it's not based on a target number or BMI. It's based on you living your healthiest lifestyle with joy and allowing your body to arrive at its natural weight. It also means caring for your body and not hating on it or hiding it out of shame. Success when it comes to your mindset means you have your own back. You can trust yourself. If you have a setback, you support yourself to keep going. It means you have confidence in who you are and you're not holding back out of insecurity or fear. It means you put on the bathing suit. You go to the beach, right? It means showing up in photographs. It means walking into that work event with your head held high. It means taking captive all of the negative self-talk and practicing reframing how you're thinking to create new beliefs about yourself. Success with your emotions means you're able to manage your emotions well. You're emotionally aware and then you have skills to help with distress in your life. When you're struggling, when you're you're experiencing painful emotions, you have skills for that. That's what that looks like instead of numbing out with food. So if you want to get to this level of success, then you need the right coach to get you there. Now, I am not the right coach for everybody, but I am the right coach for certain women. If you're a high-achieving woman who feels like she's got the rest of her life together, but she just can't figure out this one thing, and you're committed to doing the work, like the thought work and the emotional work to heal from the inside out, you're not just looking for the quick fix option, and you want to enjoy weight loss while you are living your life, then I'm the coach for you. You're the type of woman I can help and the type of woman who's going to get really great results in my program. So if that is you, head on over to sashahimd.com and join my next Best Weight cohort. You can either sign up right away or um, online to get started, or you can book a free discovery call with my team if you want to ask more questions. Okay, so head on over if that's you, sashahimd.com. All right, let's see you focusing on creating the best weight and life that you're wanting. As always, I love supporting you through this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.